Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Jenna. I'm Seth. And I'm Chris. And today, yep, and today we have a special guest host on with us, uh, Stu Burns, um, vampire hunter, <laughs> folklore, vampire folklore expert. Any other uh, descriptive terms I should be employing there, Stu? Um, I'm also the municipal liaison for National Novel Writing Month in the Omaha region, so I got that going for me, which is nice. Nice. All right. Well, cool. Also, author, gonna... correct? What's that? Also, author, correct? Author. I've I've, uh, I've written more. Um, I, I've published in several academic journals. Yeah, I haven't haven't published a book yet, so I'm not sure that counts me as an author as an author or not. All right. I would say so. You're right, yeah. sir. I we'll tell people it. I'm an author and I haven't published anything. <laughs> but he has written a book and I read it. That's fine. Oh. You should give it to Stu to read. He might enjoy it. Yeah, you might. Uh, for the last year or two years, I haven't written much of goddamn anything. You're going to uh, do Nano this year, Seth? I have a book in mind for Nano. So I want to do it this year. It just kind of depends. I think a large amount of it now depends on whether or not I can, like, I feel comfortable writing in groups. And so, for our listeners, what's oh, Nano? Nano Rimo is abbreviation for National Novel Writing Month. Uh, the idea is on midnight on October thirty first, you have you start with a blank word processor document or piece of paper if you want to be old school, and by the end of the month, by Midnight November 30th, you've got 50,000 words. So wow. the idea is you don't have time to revise. You don't have time to really second guess yourself. You just have to do what Ernest Hemingway said, just open a Word document and bleed. I thought it was open a bottle, open a Word document and bleed <laughs> for Hemingway. Sometimes that doesn't that doesn't hurt. I, who, who was it that um, write your first draft drunk write your, and do your revision sober? Something like that is the... <laughs> I, I have definitely heard that, but yeah, uh, National Novel Writing Month happens in November, and uh, it is. I started doing that. I want to say somewhere around ten years ago. I have succeeded, I think, three times. Well, or one gotten the full yeah. 50,000 words but and then do you sub, do you submit them to any any group and do they review them and then come out with ones that they think are the top ones not or? really not really it's really it's just an exercise you're you're kind of on your honor um okay. if you go to, to the website nanorimo.org they have a word counter out there and uh it's sort of a validator it's sort of just for your own personal satisfaction of doing it several awesome. published novels have come out of nano um oh. like water for elephants was probably the most successful um there have been a fair, I should have this list, you know, readily at hand, of course, given who I am, but, 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 <laughs> yeah. but, but of course I don't because I'm woefully unprepared as, as, as always. Um, but it, but it's, it's, it's more of an exercise. Um, I know people, in fact, most of the people I know 
they'll write their, their novel and they might not, if they're not the narcissistic type, um, or I shouldn't say that, but if, if, if they don't like to share their work, they might just keep it to themselves. It just mm-hmm. might just be for personal satisfaction. It might be for a novel they're going to try to publish sometime. Um, there are any, any, number of, any number of uses for it. If you're in the Omaha area on Halloween from open to close, I will be in Panera Bread handing out uh, care packages. Oh. For folks who want to do National Novel Writing Month, just with some. Oh, which Panera Bread? Yeah, the, uh, at 78th and Dodge, the Ooh. Central. Okay, great. Nice. In, in, a, in a normal year, we'd have several events in person where we get together and just for fellowship, and we'd have you know contests. See, okay, I'm, for 20 minutes, I'm going to time you guys. See how much you can write. Whoever whoever writes the most words gets a Reese's Reese's peanut butter cup or something like that, <laughs> or, or, or or book or whatever prizes we got. Um, because of the lingering uh, pandemic, we you know, the, the central office made the decision not to do that this year. So we're gonna we're playing it safe for not doing it. But I did I, last year. I did this, and this year I'm gonna do this too. We normally I do this during a kickoff event where I just hand out these mm-hmm. care packages and then keep handing them out during the month. And this year on Halloween, if you're in the area and you want to do Nano, stop by Panera, and I got some I got some stuff for you. So before we forget, what is the organization that is being awesome and supporting this? And most, more importantly than that, will you be dressed as a vampire hunter as you're ha- handing out the care packages on Halloween? <laughs> I will have the hat on. Yes. Okay. Let's put it that way. Or it will be nearby. Uh, yeah, the organization <laughs> is, is nanorimo.org. Uh, for a okay. few years, it was called the Office of Letter, Letters and Light. And then they realized everyone just calls you NanoRimo. So you may as well, you know, go go with it. So it yeah, on the other hand, the offices of letter, the office of letters and light, just sounds good. It does. I like it that. It does. I like that actually. It does sound good. But yeah, let uh, nanorimo.org is much better for your uh, SEO. Right. Well, now let me ask this quick question. Um, not to labor on this too much, but when you and Seth, who have done this before, go into this on October 31st. Do you go in already with an idea as to what you want to do? That's, that, that's a really good question. And everyone's approach varies. Um, you, it's, it, it's very much a continuum between what we call planners, which is uh-huh. self-explanatory, and pantsers, meaning people who are writing literally by the seat of their pants. I've known people <laughs> who, who go in and say, I don't know what I'm going to write about today. Mm. And they... And those people, sometimes, often they finish, you know, sometimes often they don't too, but, but it's just, right. a, it, again, it's just go by, go by the seat of your pants and, and see what comes out and you can get some, just some marvelous stuff. Um, that's one of the things that goes in the care package too. I've got some story prompts or some cool. not even story prompts, like little areas like, okay, if you're stuck, what do you do now? Uh, the great um, uh, mystery writer, the guy who wrote the, the Philip Marlowe books, um, he had the, his philosophy was anytime that I get stuck and don't know what I'm going to do, I um, have someone come through the door with a gun. <laughs> and, nice. And, and, and if you read the, and if you read the big sleep, you can tell just exactly when he got stuck. Cause I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's all, when you know he's doing it, it's, it's hilarious because people just keep coming through the door with guns. <laughs> just to note he has someone come through the door in the story with a gun, not someone like his wife coming through the door with a gun going, right, right, right. Oh, okay. That was my that was my thinking. I was thinking that would be he a had, thinking, 
he had somebody, a friend or relative or wife or whatever, come through the door with a gun to scare the shit out of him. And that got his juices flowing. So thanks for the clarification. I was in my mind thinking, okay, so now I've got to get Jenna to occasionally that month burst through my front door with knives to scare or me. Spear. I I like a spear. Or a spear. Or a spear. Wait, prompt me, go me. Wait, you've gotten her to stop doing that? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's an action of affection, Seth. You know this by now. How many times have I burst through your door with swords and knives? It's fine. Yeah. One one of the classics is um, just ninjas break into the room. (laughs) Suddenly, ninjas just happen. Um, And as you probably would expect, most of the people who do this. Are writing in, in or are, are using genre or writing a genre fiction you know either you know yeah. science, science fiction fantasy uh some horror folk but but you know there are people who write um religious fiction there are people who do there are people, there are people who do memoir yeah. uh, there are people who do long form poetry it, initially they were when, when this thing started out people were a little more strict about what to find a novel now it's their definition is, is just extended to if you think it's a novel you look at yourself in the mirror and say, this is a novel, then it's a novel. And so, so go for it. I mean, I can see how after Fifty Shades of Grey, there would be that resignation. (laughs) Fan fiction that became a novel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the key is you're not writing, you're you're not writing, or you're not writing good stuff. I mean, you might be, but you're just writing stuff. You're, You're getting that, you're, getting that first draft out. And after that first draft is done, you can then make that into a better book. And obviously the uh, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey Lady skipped that step. (laughs) (laughs) He made a whole bunch of money. So who am I to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what Ernest Hemingway said. The first draft of everything is shit. And it's and and there, there, there's something to that. I mean, you, you you write your first draft and then you polish from there on. Well, Neil Gaiman had, a, had an even better one. If you've seen, you know how incredibly his novels are plotted. But he said revision is the process of making everything that you made up on the way look like you intended to do that. Uh, and it's yeah, that's that that's part of the process for a lot of folks. Nice. Yeah. All so right, we'll, we'll include a. Uh a link to the website in our uh, description when we post the video out there so people can find you easily. And do they need to, when they go out there, put a, uh, a create an account? Is that how they upload their stuff? Yes, sir. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And there's a, there's a chat board on the, you know, for the Omaha region on the, I mean, there, there's a, a number of forms, but there's a, a form for just for the Omaha region specifically, if you want to interact with your people who are local. Um, we have a Facebook group called the nest. Okay which is just our local our local group the, the nest is it's it's a long-running kind of stupid inside joke uh because our group was called the omaha riders league which you know shortens to owls we're, we're the owl oh, so we, like we do a, a lot of owl related stuff you'll come in you'll see like an owl picture on the wall or um we in the in the care package every year we include a muse of some sort and one year, someone's teenager spent the entire year um, crocheting little crocheted owls, um, <laughs> which I might get actually, you know, li- you know, l- later on in the podcast or your own point. Um, in any in, in, in number of things that, that, that we've done, that I'm going to say that the the muse for this year will be the most helpful muse that we've ever had. Hmm. All right, and, I, and I'm just going to leave it at that because it's a surprise. <laughs> okay. So, good. speaking of other, before we get to Nano though. 
I mean, we're going into October and there's some exciting local events coming like Grand Con and the haunted house scene and all sorts of wonderful other uh, seasonal excitement. And yep. uh, Seth, Bill, you guys are going to Grand Con. You want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah. Seth, uh, why don't you go ahead and kick it off? We're, uh, Grand Con is next weekend. So it's October. What is next weekend? The second? Yeah. Well, when this episode airs, it will be this weekend. So good point. Make your yeah, you're you've got new plans now for this weekend, everyone. So <laughs> yeah. uh, just jump in your car and head head west. Show your nerd show your nerd support for your uh local creators and uh fellow nerds. So it Suit is up. Grand Con is in Grand Island for our non- nebraska natives uh grand island is a city out here kind of an island kind of it's in nebraska it's still flat plains but it's in between two or rivers so yeah it is uh, where's their info so the problem is they don't have an actual page they've got a mm-hmm. uh <laughs> they've got a facebook page which I will include a link in the description for. Uh... It's just kind of an opportunity to get out and mingle with local people that are active in science fiction, fantasy, horror. And, yep, there uh, will be an RPG presence as well. <clears throat> yep. Th- th- uh, courtesy of uh, Go RPGs with uh, Benito Garcia. Yep. He will be running a... He will be running a one-shot uh, live play in the the theater that is associated with this event. Yep. And, and are you playing in that, Seth? Yes, I am. Yeah. Hey, yeah. what are you playing as? I don't know for sure yet. <laughs> like I've got our, I've got a couple really good character ideas, but it kind we're doing our session zero tonight. And it kind of depends on what everyone else is playing. Is that your excuse for procrastination, Seth? No, I've got a really, uh-huh. I, I've got a, <laughs> a, a character kind of drawn up, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, if the party needs a cleric, I, I can also roll up a cleric. Uh, if we've got a lot of magic users, my, the character I have in mind is a warlock, so I can, bring in Agram. I'm very flexible when it comes to D&D. Okay. So when I say I don't know what I'm doing, it's just because it might depend on what everyone else wants to do. Okay. Yeah, Benito's asked me to join in as well, so Yeah, you're are you bringing Torin? I don't know. I could. Um I also have another character um Ilamir Vanquin who's a uh paladin that I might might want to play. So I played him once in another, um, you know, one one episode game um, run by Katie Otten, who's been on our show before. So, um, and he's kind of a fun character. I kind of like to play him a little bit more. So maybe I'll bring him in. We'll have to see. So uh, for for people that that haven't been to the con, what can they expect out of this con in, in Grand Island? It's only a couple hours away, so it's a quick drive from Omaha. What mm-hmm. what's it like? I actually don't know. I've never been oh, there. Okay. Before. Yeah, this will be our first so, appearance there, so um, we're gonna good deal. Check it out, so, and then of course we'll review it on a future. Yeah, I'm episode. thinking they'll have some panels. Uh, there's obviously going to be some events. Uh, another one of the we have several members of our uh, 
podcasting network uh, doing various things. Will you Synergy do a Nation panel? Uh, I haven't been invited to do any panels, but I'm going to see if there's anything that might uh, we might sit in on. Uh, let's see. I just didn't know if uh, you were going to do a, any uh, panels or presentations with this in Nation crowd, our uh, partners in crime. Loving I partners offered, in crime. but no one... I offered, but no one uh, took me up on that. No, that's fine. That's fine. I'm, my feelings aren't hurt at all. <laughs> well, and it might be a you know more of a last minute thing as we get there, find out what's going on. We might be involved in other nefarious activities. So I'll, I'll have to check and see what exactly I have going on that weekend. But I, it's piqued my interest enough that, um, and it's only a couple hours away. I might want to go. Hey, I hey, know man. that's what I'm saying. You should just like guys had do do a do a nerd trip. I yeah, mean, Seth and I are carpooling up there. So, Chris, if you want to carpool with us, you're welcome. Yeah, I'll, I'll see. I gotta, I gotta see if I can drag Gina out there. I think she'd be interested a lot okay. in this. So, yeah, that'd be cool. Be great. I mean, Parker. if you can't interest Gina, I've got an, I've got a extra space in my room since Katie's not going. Okay. Okay. Uh, I will plug because uh, I do know one of the vendors who's going to be there, and I've been seeing her work on Facebook, Misty. Uh, why is her her last name lifted leaving me? Because I'm a terrible friend, obviously. <laughs> she's she's a cosplayer. She played Pam in our group cosplay for Archer, and she's done some great uh, DC bombshell work. So if you all are out there, you should uh, stop by Misty Bartholomew's uh, table. I don't know what her name will be, but her location. But she's been doing some really fun stuff uh, with her 3D printer. A uh, glass etcher. Uh, she's been making some neat boxes and, and journals, like nerd themed stuff. So you might want to check her out. All right. Uh, so the actual information is uh, it's going to be the con itself is October 2nd through the 3rd at Fauner Park. And I would give you more information on Fauner Park if I had ever been there once in my life before. <laughs> Fauner Park is a venerable horse racing uh, yeah. park. Um, no, I, I, I've been there. It's, it, it, it'll be a good facility for you. Good. Awesome. I, I was actually about to ask, ask you for more details, Stu, because I, I know that you and Nebraska tourism are near <laughs> and dear friends. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I think it's, that might even be, I don't want to say this because I'm probably making myself a liar, but I think that it, that's even been really incorporated into the Nebraska State Fair um omnibus out there because that's it that's grand island's hall, uh, claim to fame these days so no grand island has has a number of fun dining options it's a great drive um it's too bad this isn't in this isn't in march because you could really see something out there but um Ooh, what can you see out there well in march in nebraska I, I hate to digress because i'm bringing all my stupid stuff into this but in nebraska and there are two major mass wildlife migrations left on the planet. Oh. And one of them is the wildebeest in Tanzania and Kenya that you know, go up the eastern rim right. of Africa every year. The other is the sandhill crane migration. Oh. Yep. Where you see these birds, probably, they're, they're getting to be about 700,000 of them um, coming up from the southern part of North America. You know, you have Mexico and the American Southwest. Yeah. And in mid-March, they all just kind of, they basically stop here huh. and they eat as much waste corn and whatever they can find as they can for a, few, for a couple of weeks, 
just for a few weeks and and then they head parts north. Um, so those are not small birds, and I cannot imagine the mess that seven hundred thousand <laughs> cranes Angel would leave cranes. on your car as they fly over. <laughs> I've, I've never seen that be a problem, honestly. Oh, well, there you it, go. It, it, it's interesting you mentioned that. I've never heard anybody really gripe about that. There, there is a if you ever seen Alfred talks the birds because um, they have with the, the way they, the, the, the cranes work. It's interesting. They have a security system where they at night they all just set down in the Platte River. And they sit down on moss. There's a huge number of them. So that way, if there was a, a bobcat or something tries to get at the, you know, tries to come after the, mm-hmm. uh, the cranes, they hear the splash and they're gone. Wow. Um, it's unusual that you, you grew up your whole life for to see these bald eagles and to see how majestic the birds are. But if you see a bald eagle around the cranes, it's like, oh, crud, because that means the cranes are going to take off because they, because bald eagles predate cranes. So, yeah. You, I've, I've had people who were really waiting to get a great shot when the light was just right, and this bald eagle comes flying over, and the cranes all take off, and these guys lose their shot. So, Aww. You know. so fun. I mean, there is like obviously, I think if anything, due to our proximity to meat, because you know Omaha steaks, just steak in general is is well known in Nebraska. We have really good food and a lot of. Uh, unexpected places around Nebraska. And like you said, I've heard the same thing about Grand Island is that if you take a minute and look around, you can find some interesting eats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out, out by Fauner, there, there's, a, there's a restaurant called Sin City that I highly recommend. Nice. All right. So another event other than Grand Con coming in November is gonna be the Mid-America Gamers Expo. Um, Council Bluffs is hosting its first ever three-day Gamers Expo at the Mid-America Center. Um, I think you can sign up to do singular teams events uh, and there's going to be some sponsors and booths and everything like that. So if you're in the middle of writing your novel in November and you need a mental break or a social break, you might want to go check that out there. I think they're trying to hype it up to maybe do something more, um, something like something of note to the region in terms of gaming, because they're going to feature an industry expo, land party, championship tournament, uh, some Q&A sessions with well-known gamers and steamers. So uh, just getting ready to for maybe some, who knows, they even might be able to score some industry intel on new releases for the holidays. So might be worth okay. checking out. So, yeah, that's one That's one thing I'll say that, that we've had a hard time out here in the Midwest getting to kind of take off are these expos that do the land parties and things like that. You usually end up with some smaller companies that'll do it kind of small one so i'm kind of excited to see how this one plays out which is shocking to me because uh it's the midwest gaming i feel <laughs> like is a is a regional pastime <laughs> especially uh, in winters well, yeah. unfortunately when people think nebraska they think corn they they do uh they, there's football. a lot more out here than than that and uh yeah unfortunately um but uh yeah, I, I'm, I'm really interested. I, I won't be making it to this myself. I'm still a little weary of going to some of these larger kind of group events at this time, but uh, um, I, I'm really curious to, to see what coverage looks like for this um, and, and how many people end up showing up and, and, and what the takeaway is. So I've, I've followed some larger LAN events and stuff, but they usually happen on, in coastal areas, your Florida, your, your California, or something like that, and, and not traditionally here in the Midwest. So I hope it goes well. Me too. I really do. Because I mean, it's, it's, I don't know one person who either they don't game or their partner doesn't game. 
Mm. Like, and I'm talking mm. about even adults into their forties and fifties and sixties. Like it's, it's a huge pastime here. And it kind of goes unacknowledged, I think by, if it, it seems like it's not as acknowledged by the industry as it could be like, they could probably do a lot more with events like this. I agree. I, I think it might be that we've got a low population in the area, whereas if they hold the big conferences out on either coast, they've got a lot more people they can just draw in, just like immediately in the area. That's but fair. We can, ha- I, I think Omaha and Omaha and Lincoln can handle it. We've got, we do the, we do the College World Series and, uh, yeah, I think, um, and there's been a push for that. Not 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 to stray too far away from that, but we've been vying to try and have some of these um, larger events here. We've proven it with the College World Series. To your point, uh, we've built a couple new stadiums for for sports. Go team, go! Um, you know, we, we've done a lot of these things to kind of grow it, and and we still haven't really picked up, I guess, on on the convention side of things. Uh, and we have we have the space here. We have the facilities. Uh, we have the parking. Hey, if you guys hate doing these large events on the coast, it's not an issue out here. It's 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 simple to get to where you need to go. Uh, and traffic, for the most part, isn't horrible. It'll take you 15, 20 minutes to get wherever you need to go uh, at best. So um, it's definitely something we, we'd like to see more of out here. And, and we definitely have the people for it. We cram, you know, every... We, we have no issues doing it on college sports days and we cram 90,000 people in the stadium in, in Lincoln, Nebraska, almost every week. So it's just, you know, it, it, it is what it is. So um, again, it's these cons, I think uh, uh, between council bluffs, uh, the, the mid America center over there and, and everything over here in Omaha and Lincoln, it, it'll be awesome. We have plenty of space. We have a lot of opportunities to do it. So. Definitely. Yeah. We've got a, there's a PAX <clears throat> East and a PAX <clears throat> West. There needs to be a PAX Center. Yes, PAX Central, and 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 we're ready for it. Well, and there's, so, I think there's a lot of pent up demand for that kind of thing here too, because mm-hmm. there isn't a lot of those types of options here in in the center of the country. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, we'll see uh, if that changes. We've got. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Jenna. We, we've got. We've got. Um, it's slow. It's a slow change, right? We're getting um, large tech companies out here. They're building their data centers out here. Again, we have the space, we have the room, we're getting big tech companies out here. Um, we've got Toast, which is a, you know, a reseller type company, a, a point of payment system. Uh, you beat me to the joke. The... <laughs> <laughs> we've got Toast, which we've is got bread, Toast, toast yep. warm yep. bread with butter. So uh, yeah, we, we've got some things <laughs> out here and it's just a slow, slow burn, I guess. But uh we're uh, we're getting there, and uh, we just need a couple more people to jump in. I think it and help bring that uh, bring that traffic here to Omaha. Yeah, Jenna. So those who can't make it to Grand Con because maybe it's too much of a drive or uh, you know life, and you're going to stay in the Omaha area this coming weekend too, October second through October third is Mystic Fest, which mm-hmm. Stu uh, probably is familiar with that as well. Um, in terms of it's the largest metaphysical, I guess, uh, conference in the week in, uh, in the region. Well, you know, you have tarot readers, aura readers, uh, vendors. You can go have a picture taken and they see your aura. Like there's a lot of different things that go on there. So if you are interested in the metaphysical side, 
want to maybe go uh, talk to a reader or something like that, that event is going to be going on as well at the Mid-America Center. Okay. I've been, I've, uh, I think I've gone twice. It's been a minute um, just because, you know, the COVID. Right. I think it's, I think we all know by now the fault uh, if it's been a minute since you've gone to something, it's COVID. Um, but it's, uh, it, I found it really interesting to just kind of take a moment, explore some other perspectives on different uh, ideas. Even if you're uh, a critic of kind of a lot of that culture in terms of maybe you don't believe that people can read auras or, or cause I think they do, there will be people who do ghost hunting, that type of thing as well, and talk about that. Uh, it's at least worth go asking those questions to the people on the other side and maybe just broaden your horizons. Cool. Okay. Getting, into, getting into venues, I'm just going to ask you guys. I mean, because there, there are so many in, in Omaha now. There's the, there's the venue down by UNO now. There's the, there's the Ralston Arena, which I know has had trouble yeah. getting, getting stuff. I mean, have, have, have people been, have conventions been using those spaces, you know, like the, the uh, CHI Health Center and the, and, and the Baxter Arena and the, and the Ralston Arena, that is, has that market been tapped at all or the, that resource been tapped? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, it's it... super expensive, I, I, from what I understand. So like, I, I don't, I think, from what I've heard, it's the price point. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's um, the, the, the largest thing, even for smaller events that 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 that's what it comes down to we're, we're charging too much for for what we have out here mm -hmm. um and it's it's this disconnect i think between the people running out the space that frankly sits idle mm -hmm. versus uh uh you know the people that want to get into it uh, they need to find a way to kind of meet in the middle there to get that attraction and that money will come later um with uh with more people coming in to do events and things like that so um i i think that does harm the growth here um and uh really what you want is you want more people coming to your facilities uh you know get your money off of giving them food or whatever or charging for parking which chi health center has done a really great job about doing uh unfortunately uh but yeah it, there's there's ways to make up your money but it shouldn't be charging so much that you can't get people in to do events so no, and I think, and it's, uh, to me, it's kind of been a shocker how the fact that Nebraska cons uh, with mm -hmm. the name in Nebraska have been going to Council Bluffs to the Mid-America Center, yep. why it's not been a wake-up call to other facilities here in the city. Yeah, and if they're doing it there, if they're not doing it there, they're trying to find a, an inexpensive hotel or something like that to use. Right. Uh, and, and that's not, with it, here, make no mistake, we have the... Uh, for lack of a better way to phrase it, the state-of-the-art facilities here to absolutely host wonderful uh, cons at a large scale. We absolutely have facilities that can match those out there on the coast, uh, and we keep building more. Um, for some reason, thinking then that somehow attracts more talent, and really what, what, what it is, what we see at our level is a complaints about pricing or like Anime Nebraska on trying to find a new place to, to, to host their con or whatever. It comes down to price. They're like, look, we can't afford you know, going to CHI Health or whatever, if they're going to charge us to throw a number out there, I don't know, $50,000 a day or something like that to host a con, um, mm -hmm. you lose your money in that. So, yeah, um, yeah you have to the, be able to make a profit. To figure it out. You yeah, you have to that. be able to make a profit. It's, it's a business. Or at least break even. Right. Yeah, or at least break even. So 
Otherwise, it's not worth it. So I, I that that's a struggle that we deal with here. Um, the city needs to figure that out. But um, we absolutely have the facilities. We, we've yeah, I, I, I know that Ralston, the Ralston arena has been hurting so much lately. I think they'd be at the point now where it's like, you know what? You know, we're we'll we'll cut the rates to get people in the door. But you're if you're saying that's not been the experience, that's that's very regrettable. Yep. It, it's too bad because Ralston is a beautiful location. It's really central, lots of parking, mm-hmm. lots of good food in the area. Uh, there's the hotels right there. Like they could really, uh, if they really started reconsidering quantity over the pricing for yep. getting events in their location, it, it would help them only help themselves. Yeah. yeah I mean, if they could have that thing full year round, isn't that better than making yes. or, or charging? I mean, yeah, they're they're so concerned. They're charging it as in they have to make up as much money as they can in as few events as possible, and that's not going to work. Um, it's it's just not. So, uh, one final event before we sign off is NewCon is also like I don't know why everything's piled on this first weekend of October, but it is uh, it's the more established gaming convention here in Omaha. It's been here several years. Um, it's an all-volunteer organization dedicated to dedicated to promoting the positive educational, social, and entertainment aspects and all types of gaming hobbies. So it's a, it's it's more family-oriented, I think, than just like the for like all ages versus maybe mm-hmm. uh, the the Mid-America gaming convention might be for like the the real extremists <laughs> who, who love gaming. And um, so they're going to have vendors, sellers of fantasy and game-related merchandise. They're going to welcome games and development, playtesting, or things you want to show off to people. So, uh, yeah, there's another option if you all are looking for some local nerdy excitement. Sounds great. Oh, what about you had another thing to talk about, though, uh, Jenna, the paranormal... paranormal 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 Circus. Yes, unfortunately, they are out of town now, uh, but they might be. So they came from North. Let me see, because they might still be in Nebraska. And if you like or have ever been curious about Cirque du Soleil or however you say that, the the Vegas show where it's like gymnastics and fantasy and all sorts of cool thing and music. uh, But you also love the paranormal and a little bit of horror. uh, I would highly recommend it. It's adults only, like 18 and up. That's it. It's anyone under 17 requires a parent or guardian. They do not allow anyone under 13. And generally you have to be over 21 to even get tickets. So because it is uh it is risque, it is a little like has could be scary a little bit gory wise, but it's a lot of fun. Cause you've got these guys who work the bars that were you know, like zombies, uh, you have a vampire magician who makes these amazing looking women appear out of nowhere. Huh. Um, and then all through it, there's like this corresponding, we, you have shown up to this underworld castle with uh, freakish, freakish entities that you are going to have to interact with. And um, it's out of Italy. And it's so funny because some of them, like the, the vendors and stuff will approach you and you're just like, Oh my God, there's, there's the Italian because <laughs> it's, it's such a charming accent and um, they've, it's so reasonably priced. Like we got like basic seating was $30. We got the VIP seatings for an extra $5, which is 35. Huh. Um, so actually 
this weekend. So you've got one night left, Grand Island. Unfortunately, by the time this airs, you won't know this, but they're going next in Topeka, Kansas, Springfield, Missouri, Aurora, Illinois. But they were uh, either in Columbus or Norfolk, and that's how we heard about it because we had family members who saw the tents and said, you need to go see these, it, look, it looks awesome. So, and, and I've seen this troop come through Omaha before with different themes. Um, so if you missed it this time around and you can't make it to Topeka, then I would say uh, definitely mark your calendars and keep an eye out for this troop to maybe come through at a different time of year. Sounds good. All right. Well, on that note, I think we'll go ahead and end it for this show. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. And um, also thanks uh, to Stu uh, for sitting in on the show. Uh, Stu will be back on our next episode where we're going to be talking about um, a director of, um, is Italian director of uh, horror Speaking films. of Italians. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so we'll be going into some in-depth information on that. Stu's been doing a little bit of research on that. So that will should be pretty interesting. Um, and then uh, be sure to check out our partner podcast shows. Uh, you can find us all on SynergyNation.net. And of course, you can find all of our previous shows. If you go out to galacticdriftwood.space, look at some of our other shows where we've talked a lot, a lot of different things. And then um, wasn't there a question we were, we had a listener yes. question. There listener was, question. There's a listener question. Uh, we're, I do not have your first name, uh, but this is from a listener whose last name is Johns. This is the first question that's come to us through the Synergy Nation Network. So if you've got questions that you want answered, ask them there. Uh, Johns asks, uh, are you happy with the way that Loki has affected the entire MCU multiverse? Other than the new Spider-Man movie, what else do you think could change in the future? Any villains you want to see brought back? Love the show. Thank you. Yay. We yes, love you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I, I love Loki. I think uh, I think he's been a great addition. I love the Loki show. Um, and I can't wait for uh, the next season of that to come out. I think, I think it's what? just been fantastic. And the actor that's playing that character, spot on. Well, specifically, the question is about how it affected the MCU multiverse. Okay. So uh, we, we know about uh, Spider-Man No Way Home and uh, Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness and what if. So I guess what other things are you thinking that the multiverse could entail now? And do, are there villains that are coming back that you might or could come back now that they might be pop in from an alternate reality. Like could Thanos come back in with the infinity stones? Yeah. Go for I, round two. So I, I am a fan of what uh, Loki has opened up in terms of the, the multiverse. Um, and uh, you know, I think, it, I think it opens up this door for us to kind of use our imaginations and, and anything can happen. And uh, what I, what I do hope is, uh, maybe fan feedback is taken seriously um, into kind of driving what the narrative will be going forward. So if fans want to see a particular villain, they could they could write that in because it's 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 this multiverse world. Anything can happen. Um, you know, anybody that they've killed off that people really wanted to see come back, you could have that happen. You know, let's bring um, uh, Coulson back, right? Yeah. Um, 
So uh Olson's still alive. Yes. But really <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't think the TV series counts. So Yeah, it I <clears throat> yeah, with the TV series, I'm I'm kind of a mixed bag on that with with what would happen on that. But I mean, actually, bring him back to like the big screen. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, uh, you can you can do that. There's no reason not to. So I'm a fan for that. And as far as uh, uh, villains, I don't have any in particular in mind. Um, you know, I I maybe uh, um, oh my gosh, I forgot the uh, the reptile. Um, the lizard. The lizard, yes, Croc? thank you. From, uh, oh, the lizard, yeah, I think it's just the lizard. Yeah, um, you know, I'd like to see something done with that. I'm not sure how you how they'd make that work, but uh, again, it's the multiverse; you can do whatever you want. Well, you're get we're we're gonna see some of the old Spider-Man villains yep. in No Way Home. Yep, uh, including Doc Ock and uh, Green Goblin. Yes, mm-hmm. both wonderfully played in their original movies. Uh, Stu, it looked like you had something. Yeah, hey, you I, look excited. Yeah, I, I I did. Depending on which what direction the Mar- Marvel multiverse goes, I mean, because I'm not as as engaged with it as as some folks are. Right? I like that they've you know taken the TV route where you can go a little little more le- low impact. So if you don't like mm-hmm. something, it's a little easier to, to disregard than a, than a film would because it's such a major production. But um, right after Endgame came out, um, some friends and I were taking a road trip. And we were brainstorming who's going to be the next Thanos. Who's going to be the next the next big, big bad? Okay, yep. overarching grand villain and you know the, the one guy who and he's probably right you know from and especially from what i've heard is that the new, new guy's going to be with, with the whole multiverse and time travel angle is going to be king the conqueror um that didn't resonate as much with me because i just don't i've never thought of kang as that in, and i've never, never thought of him as, as had like the, the thanos type of gravity he's never i've never thought of him as being just that intriguing of a character that looming of a character as thanos was i mean when i got into comics thanos was dead and it didn't matter. It just kept, there kept being stories about Thanos, even though he was dead. It was Thanos' <laughs> ship is doing something. Thanos' computer is doing something. <laughs> um, so, but the, the character I was thinking might have a future as a Marvel big bad because their, their character fits. It would be the high evolutionary. Hmm. If any of you are familiar with, with, with that character. I'm not, no. Passingly. Yeah, well, yeah, passingly too, which is, which is part of the intrigue, but he's just a, Started as a geneticist back around the time of Mendel, and his whole idea is genetically advancing whoever, whatever. I could see just an I could see an amazing um, array of possibilities of having that guy as as your big bad out there. Really, someone who really wants to make, who really wants to change the universe okay. in, a, he, in a virtual way. Yeah, he is responsible for creating uh, Wanda and Pietro Maximoff's. Uh, Cow caretaker when they were babies. <laughs> cow caretaker. Yes, I can't remember the name, but uh, <laughs> they, they, they were actually briefly referenced in uh, WandaVision. Oh, okay. I haven't. They had a little so. like kind of throwaway in one of the commercials. Oh. Huh. I'm excited for the multiverse because I I just. It's got to be mutants, and we already know Deadpool's being brought into the MCU at mm. the R-rated level, which is important. The only thing I'm starting, and and in terms of big bads, you know, World Eater, Galactus would be great. I mean, I mean, but he's also been done uh, uh, in the Fantastic Four. 
Galactus so, wasn't done well. In no, the- I know, but so it's he was this weird cosmic cloud kind of thing. I I want to see a double planet sized guy dressed in purple armor come and take a bite out of the earth but is that too much then because what the mcu has done very well i think up to this point is um they they push the the boundary of believability but Mm -hmm. they haven't lost you in the film yet you know so i get nervous about two things with the multiverse they lose track of the of the cohesive narrative that they've developed between all the movies so far Hope to God that doesn't happen because the minute they lose that cohesiveness and their narrative across all of these different formats, um, it's going to be it's going to start to be disappointing. And then I hope that with whatever big bad they bring in, they don't lose us with that boundary of now you're out of the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mm-hmm. too much. It's too crazy. I- and I think a good example of uh, them taking something that's a crazy concept and doing it well was Guardians of the Galaxy 2 with his with the planet <laughs> that was a character. Yeah. You know, they yeah. did that very well. They've been doing really well at taking some of Marvel's strange ideas and bringing them to the big screen. So I'm not so worried about that. As long as uh, they leave Kevin in control. You don't touch Kevin. Disney. <laughs> don't you give him too him much thing. work either. I mean, don't burn him out. Uh, but the big bad I'm looking forward to with the multiverse, Doctor Doom, because we're getting we're gonna be getting another Fantastic Four. It's confirmed, and with Fantastic <laughs> Four becomes Doctor Doom, Victor Von Doom. I think the Eternals is gonna be the linchpin, like what the Eternals bring in um with that movie so i'm excited for it not only because the cast is amazing and everything looks amazing but just how they they're expanding the universe at this point even more and so they're bringing in characters that are at a level that you know make thanos seem like nothing so where do we go from here so that i there's going to be a lot i believe to be revealed in that all right bill you're muted You're still muted. Sorry. This is go. good radio. I had a barking <laughs> barking dog in the background. Um, well, cool. Well, um, thanks again to uh, Mr. Johns for the question. Uh, we yes, appreciate that. Yep. Hey, it could be a Miss Johns, sir. It could be Ms. Johns as well. So thank you, whichever you are, or if you're both, that's thank you as well. So <laughs> gender neutral uh, day. What's that? Gender neutral day. There you go. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. We will catch you again uh, next week. And as I mentioned before, Stu will be back on talking about uh, an interesting uh, horror director. So take care. We will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.